Welcome to the Bethany Community Church Sermon Podcast. This ministry is intended to inspire you and help bring solutions to the challenges of life. Today's message is titled, Happy Couples Have Fun, and it is part of the What Happy Couples Do Sermon Series. For more information about other ministries here at Bethany Community Church, you can visit us at our website at bccma.org or you can always send us an email at office at bccma.org. And now, here's Pastor Jason McCutcheon. um, I think one of the things about marriage, especially like improving a marriage, fixing a marriage, um, we use words like improving and fixing, and and then we think about it in this really complicated, very intimidating, um, really just unenjoyable way. And we didn't want to do that. We wanted to talk about something. Well, you can do it. Like, you can do it. And we believe in that very firmly. And and so marriage really matters. We think this is, and there's a reason in the Catholic Church they call it a sacrament. You know? And I think it's a very poignant and accurate way to describe a marriage. It's one of the things God gave us. And we believe in marriage here at this church. And and when I'm not just talking in a political way where we're, you know, I'm talking, like, literally, we think marriage makes the world better. We think good marriages are part of improving the world. It's part of our ministry to the, to the world. And, and so why does marriage matter? Well, we, a couple quick things. First of all, marriage is good for you. And second, marriage is good for humanity. Like, it's good for everyone. When marriages are thriving, um, everyone thrives. There's, um, there's been some studies done on this. I don't know how they prove this stuff, but... Um, they, they did a study, and they said that unhappy marriage can increase your chance of getting sick by 35%. It shortened your lifespan by an average of four to eight years. Those of us who have ever had a job we loved and then went to work at a job we hated suddenly realized those sick days might be increased a little bit. <laughs> so you know that stress has an effect on your body, your well-being, your enjoyment, and and. Why wouldn't marriage be the case? If your marriage is going well, you're probably feeling pretty good. Um, and we believe it'll make you a happier person. And, and so part of the reason you go to church is, how do I have a better life? How do I be a better person? We think marriage is a part of that. And um, we also think, like I said, marriage is good for humanity. It's good for everyone. And so, you know, <clears throat> the Bible talks a lot about a marriage analogy, right? It says, like, you know, Israel and God, marriage analogy, there's there. And then, of course, we have the classic, we're the bride of Christ analogy. Marriage is a human example of a divine relationship, right? So when we look at marriages, you're seeing just a little taste of what it is to be in a relationship with Christ. You know, um, there's this, (coughs) I'm going to read the verse that everybody knows in Ephesians. Um, If you don't know it, it's a really good one, so you're about to really, you're in for a real treat. So... Here it is, Ephesians 5, it says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Somebody did it. Somebody did it. We do this to trap men. We read that verse to trap them. And so that we know who's sleeping on the couch. Um, Of which... He is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, 
as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. And this is where he's, the actual point of this verse, by the way, is really this part. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church, right? So it's like marriage is very um, human. It's not, we're not going to be perfectly married. We're not going to, when you look at this verse, you're, it's a timely verse because literally he's like talking about the body, right? Like you, you wouldn't hate your own body because like they were like, oh, we get this real problem with men beating their wives. I mean, how do we stop them? from beating their wives. We have to explain to them that, that you wouldn't beat yourself up. Don't beat your wife up. And like, that, that seems trivial now. But like, so my point is like, the problems with marriages in terms of the gender war and all these things we have going on with the marriage, those shift, you know, throughout time and history. We have different marriage problems and they're always going to have some, some issues the analogy of Christ and the church and Christ loving us and being committed to us and us being committed and loving Christ is always true of marriage. It will always, it's always supposed to look like that. And when people see our marriages, they're supposed to look at us and go, um, oh, that's what it's like. There's something there. There's transcendent love. There's bigger love, something bigger. And of course, we as Christians can point, well, I'm just doing my best to love my wife the way that Christ loves me. And guess what? He loves you. And so we think it's really important. Um, it's a ministry. Marriage is a ministry, right? Um, just a little quick thing. Singleness is a ministry too, and that's biblical. It's, it says that in the Bible. So if you're sitting there and you're single, um, you're not incomplete. Um, you're not, I'm not saying you shouldn't want to be married. I mean, I'm, God, marriage might be in the cards for you. Um, maybe it isn't. Um, but it's still a calling, and, and God, God actually honors both equally in Scripture, if you want to study it, and know um, you're not, no one's called to be married or single, we're called to be gods, so, so um, whatever place you're in, this sermon series is for you, because I would hope, if you're single, that you want marriages to do well, and that you want people who are married to be happy, you want, because you know it's a, like I said, it's an example of God on the earth. And all of us are on the same page here. We want the people around us to know Jesus. And so I would encourage you guys, if you're single, have open ears, you're still going to learn something. And if anything, come out of this and say, God, I'm going to be committed to praying for the marriages in our church and praying for people. And also, hey, feel free to pray in that spouse. Go for it <laughs> for yourself. I'm praying for some of you guys. <laughs> um. So, speaking of prayer, I'm going to open up in prayer, um, and I would just ask that you would uh, just be with me today, and, and hopefully we can have a good time and enjoy ourselves as well as learn something. Dear Lord, we are just yours. We're here, whatever you have to say to us in this sermon series. I know that marriage is a sensitive subject for many people. It brings up pain. It brings up a lot of different um, negative feelings. I pray that this series, we would actually be able to focus on a lot of the positive feelings, the things that we enjoy about marriage, the reasons we did it, and hopefully it will be a reminder for some of us and an encouragement and, a, and just a call to do better, but also a call that there is an opportunity and a hope out there, and, and there's a good time to be had. In your name we pray. Amen.
Um, so, like I said before, um, some of you are probably like, who is this person? I'm Pastor Jason McCutcheon. Um, and what does he know about marriage? And my wife would probably tell you not a ton. <laughs> so, but then when you think about it, it's like, who's really qualified to talk about this? Like, every time I see someone talk about marriage, I'm like, I bet their marriage isn't that great. <laughs> That's just me, though. Um, the truth is, though, I was the backup plan for today because um, pastor was like, oh, I'm going to be in Arizona. Um, you have to preach. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I flew back yesterday. And, and as we're down there, uh, it, was fun. it was funny, actually, because like one of the th- when, it, when we were dating, and um, oh, yeah, this is my wife, by the way, speaking of, speaking of dating. And that's my child. Yeah. So Ellie, I, she's, I was flying back from Arizona, and I was like, oh, send me a picture. And so she sends me this picture, and I'm like, she has cookie all over her mouth. And she's like, ah, it's the best one. <laughs> and I was like, no. So we found a better one, but at least of, of her. But, but that was like, that's parenting. That's just parenting, right? And, but when we got, when, we were, when I was in Arizona, I, I was thinking about my wife a lot because we went to Arizona in July, and we had a really nice vacation without the child. Um, and, yeah, praise him. And, um, and then I was like, we, we've done a lot of fun stuff together. Like, we, you know, this, this picture's from our honeymoon, actually. Went to, like, this incredible resort. Like, it was, like, uh, Asian-themed. And, and then we went, like, this is, like, cliffs that we were went to. And, and then we were, like, horse riding in Dominican. And, and then, like, so I like to travel. I like to go places like that. I enjoy that. And, and like, that's been one of the things that I brought to the relationship. It's like, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy it. So the other thing I love is food. I love food. <sighs> that's, a, that's a passion fruit donut from Need. Um, I love coffee. So this is from, uh, we went and did like an espresso tour of New York. And I just went to all, the, all my favorite espresso places. And, oh, it was so good. And then I'm a, I love ramen. If you don't like ramen or you're like, what's ramen noodles? Um, Join the hip crowd, guys. The cool, those cool ones of us, we're eating ramen these days. So um, um, this is just a really great, I love ramen. So the next one I'm going to, pre- just prepare yourselves. This next image will change some of your lives. It will, it will shock you in a good way. All right, here we go. This is bacon. <laughs> that is a steak of Bacon. It can be done. It can be done. This is from our favorite restaurant, or one of our favorites. It's called Kitchen, and it's like a two-hour line to eat that bacon. But so worth it, so worth it. It's one chef. He takes your order. He cooks your food. Um, he actually used to be like a five-star chef, and then he's like, I'm out of here, and he's like re- retired, and he just makes breakfast for people. So this is what we did. This is what we do and did. Um, but we did it a lot more before we had kids. And, and what's funny is, like, as you have kids, you realize, like, it's a lot harder to do that. It's a lot harder to, oh, like, we don't know. Gone are the days of, like, oh, let's pack up and go to Maine tonight. Do you want to go get pizza in Boston tonight at 5 o'clock? We say this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's hop in the car. We'll go. Now it's, like, ordeal city. Like, you have to be, like, 
you know, make sure the kid's going to actually survive. Or, or, or gone are the days of let's go to Target and not get pooped on. <laughs> now that's part of the experience is, you know, being screamed at and humiliated by a little Chinese person and then getting pooped on. And so then you're just like, maybe don't go to Target. Maybe we'll just stay here. Yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember before you had kids, you just go to Target? What was that? You don't do that anymore. And, and so, you know, I've realized, like, a lot of the stuff I brought to the table is actually kind of diminished now in terms of, like, fun. You know, and when it's like, when, I think that's just normal, by the way. I don't think that that's bad. I think adulting, responsibility, discipline are good. They force you to grow in different ways. If you're just hanging out all the time with your spouse, you're actually not doing anything that important if that's all you do. But it's a part of what you should be doing. And, I've, and I thought about it, and I was like, you know, we, we, do, we've, we often fight for this. We, we still do try to do these things from time to time and unload our kid. And, and no matter how many kids we have, it's going to be important to me to do this because I think, A, I like it, and I'm going to do things I like to do sometimes. No matter what, because my kid's going to see sometimes that my world doesn't revolve around them. It's like, I'm going to go, and you can stay here. Or you can look at me, whatever you want to do, but I'm not going to pay attention to you. Um, but also because I know, like, that's part of why we fell in love. We fell in love because we enjoyed each other. We stayed in love because we enjoyed each other. And so we have to fight for that. And what's interesting is, like, it might seem hard, but I know that for God, fun is essential ingredient in marriage and in love. And I know that because he did it himself in his relationship with Israel. When you look, God often compared his relationship with Israel to like a husband and wife, as, as we know in scripture. And, and God likes to party with his wife. And so they'd have li literally no less than seven feasts a year. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Like, and he adds to them too. He's like, every time something happens, it's a new reason to create a party. Some of the things that they actually are partying about are bad things. Think about that. What if when you and your spouse had a fight, you had a party instead? You were like, oh, we just had a fight. And what fight's over? Let's go get some food. I mean, there is a thing, those of us that are married that know about that happens after fights, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> My wife did not like that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's, if there was no fighting, there'd be a lot less kids in the room, so. Um, and so, like, God would have these big parties, and they were not AG-approved parties. They were not assemblies that God approved. They, these were drinking, the partying. They, was, they were raucous events and and like at the core of this thing as a kid I remember reading these and going like um they seem bad like they seem like these are bad kid people being naughty <laughs> and I remember reading these things and like an unnecessary right why couldn't they just obey God why couldn't they just do their duty follow there will be like they made a covenant just follow your covenant just obey, you know, and that's like just with your spouse. Well, you said till death was part, so until you're dead, 
You're not going anywhere. It doesn't work like that. God knew it. And so you have to break up the monotony and the boredom and the pain and the frustration and all the crap you have to do in your marriage. Because there's a lot of junk that you have to do. And some of you want to avoid it. You can't avoid it. Grow up. Clean your house. Do your dishes. Take care of your kids. Pay your bills. Do all that boring stuff. Trust me, it's boring. It's part of life. But... There's an answer, and God knows it, and he inserted it in his relationship with Israel, and we need to insert it in our relationship with our spouses, and that is fun. We need to have fun with our spouse. I'm not going to define what that is today. Some of you are really weird, and whatever the thing you like to do would not be fun to anyone else in the room, but if you and your spouse enjoy it, by all means, go, I don't know, to that canasta tournament or Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, like, it doesn't worry. It's not up to other people. But it needs to have some fun in your marriage, right? And so, why? Well, here's the thing. We love the things that are fun to us. Pretty simple, right? Like, if you think something's fun, then you will love it. How many of you guys have ever loved something? You're like, I shouldn't love this, but, but I do love it. You just have a moment. So, so here's the thing. Fun puts us in the moment. That's the cool thing. Is like It takes us out of the past, and it takes us out of the future, and it puts us squarely in the moment. And for some of our marriages, by the way, that's exactly what we need. Don't think about your bills. Don't think about the past. Think about today. Today, you have an opportunity to eat pizza. I don't know. Maybe your kid has special needs. Maybe there's a bill that's coming. I don't know what your problems that are coming down the line are, but today you can eat pizza. Maybe down in the past, your spouse did something to you that really broke your heart. Today you have pizza. That's what you have today. And fun puts you in the moment. Because it doesn't mean those things aren't relevant. The past and the future are a part of your life, and they're important, and responsible people consider both of them. Um, but that's not all they consider. And God gave us this example. We love the things that are fun to us. Fun puts us in the moment. I want you all to think about your weight or your cavities or some unfortunate result in your body of something you chose to do. Broken knee, I don't know, whatever it is that's bothering you right now. Think about that, okay? Now think about how you got there. But be real. Like, you really liked it. <laughs> you like candy. That's why you have the cavities. Candy's awesome. Whatever it is, if you got a few pounds on you, you weren't suffering your way to those pounds. You were enjoying it. Like, like, it doesn't mean we shouldn't learn to enjoy things that are good for us. But just acknowledge, no amount of bad consequences will keep us from doing things that we love to do. You will just do them, and you will forget about the consequences. You'll say, to heck with it. I'm eating this taco, and I don't care what happens tomorrow. What if we did that in our marriages sometimes? We just forgot about the past and the future and the consequences, and we just enjoyed it. Because that's what you do the rest of your life, by the way. And for some of us, by the way, the reason it's so hard to choose our spouse and to have fun with them is because we actually don't really like them anymore. And it's, it's really tragic, actually, when you look at marriages where you're not even friends. You don't have to be friends with your kids, just so you know. You have to be friends with your spouse. 
that's actually true. Some of you have chosen your kids over your spouse, and that is wrong. Your kids are going to hopefully leave you, that's biblical, and join with someone else. And God's mission for your life is actually your spouse, not your kids. I know that's like very anti-someone, but I believe it's true. (laughs) So you got to wherever you are today because it was fun, and we make a lot of bad choices, and we're able to be in the moment and ignore consequences. For some of us, we need to be in the moment with our spouse, like I was saying. And I think we typically kind of think of this impulsive kind of spontaneity as like irresponsible, right? And, um, but I submit that this quality of just kind of ignoring reason and having a good time, despite whatever is going on around us, is what's missing from a lot of our marriages. And I submit that the very reason we're needing to like hit the gym this year um, it's, which is, it's fun to eat donuts, of course. Um, is there a reason you did some really amazing things, which was like being with your spouse? You really liked them. You had a lot of fun with them. They were the most fun person you dated, and you were like, I can't live without this person. I'm going to marry them. They're, like, they're the only person I want to be with. And, and there are moments where we probably still feel that way. And there are moments we don't, and that's Okay. We're not trying to live in some fantasy land where we don't pretend life happens. But we're trying to give ourselves some relief. And so, like I said, today we're saying happy couples have fun. And they insert fun, and they make fun, and they create fun, and they realize it's important, and they don't trivialize it. Where they look at it and go like, well, I'm more into praying with my spouse. That's great, by the way. You should pray with your spouse. But not in lieu of enjoying your spouse. Not in lieu of going on a date. Not in lieu of doing the things that you enjoy. So think about the time you're dating. Okay? Imagine it wasn't fun. Imagine if anyone ever dated someone who didn't have a good time with. No one? Did you all date? Okay. One person. Everyone else married the first person they'd ever dated. (laughs) Um... Now think about your wedding. That was a good time, right? Why, was, why did you make that a good time? Some of you, by the way, were like, no, I just went just as a piece. That's cool, by the way. The rest of us got married and had a big party. It was fun. Even if you are like, look back and you're like, ah, it wasn't that elegant. We were in a VFW hall, but it was a good moment. You don't think about it and be like, horrible. Maybe some of you, but. <laughs> it was fun. This is one I'm going to get in trouble for. Think about sex. Sex is fun, by the way. If you haven't tried it. Um, it's worth the wait, kids. But none, no one would do any of these things if they weren't fun. You wouldn't waste your time on dates if they weren't fun. You wouldn't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, as some people I work with do, on a wedding. And nobody would have sex if it wasn't fun. Like, it's gross. And you get kids. Who wants to deal with that crap? Like, if those things weren't fun, you do these things because they're fun, and they make you ignore the consequences and the cost, and they make you focus on whatever it is. And for you, some of your marriages are missing that because you're always thinking about the next thing, and it's so logical, and it's way too rational, and it's way too heavy, and you need to break it up and just ignore that stuff and have a good time from time to time. Am I right? So God knew his bride, Israel, needed to have some fun with him from time to time, so he created some parties that they had to have because these people were slaves. 
They were living in bondage and in all kinds of brutal conditions. And some of our marriages, not because of our spouse, but just because of life, there are brutal things we're going through, challenging things we're going through. And instead of making our spouse the break, they've become the brunt. Like, of the challenges in our life, and marriage is a crucible, by the way, of refinement. It'll make you better. It'll push you and challenge you. So if you're like, it's supposed to be fun. It's not always supposed to be fun. It's supposed to make you better. But God even knows, in the middle of all that, you do need to insert some of this fun. And so, if we didn't have fun, we wouldn't have got married in the first place, by the way. Like, I wouldn't have. Because I was having a lot of fun being single. Like, I would just do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. You know? And, and when I was dating Marilyn, I was like, oh, this is more fun. Like, yeah. I choose this instead. It wasn't just because it was like, now is the right thing to do to marry this person. I'm making a logical choice to join our houses, which we kind of did. <laughs> Gonzalez and McCutcheon forever. Um, but um, we did it because it was fun, and, and God loves giving us a hard assignment, guys, and marriage is a hard assignment, but he also loves to lighten our load. And he says, like, hey, I have a burden for you, but it's easy, and you can bear it. And how do we do that? We do that by just lighting up. Lighten up, people. Chill out. Some of you, when I said the word sex, you're like, no, not at church. God invented it. Um, you know, lighten up a little. Fun is catalytic to love. When fun dies, love dies. Straight up. Like, I can put the mic down and leave. Because those of you who know, like, fun needs to happen to produce romance, to produce love, to produce affection. And at the end of the day, like, you got to love your spouse to help them grow. Have anybody kind of push their buttons a little that you don't think they love you? Not very fun. You know, life is hard. Like I said, we need to lighten up. And so I want to do something right now. Take a moment, close your eyes, and I want you to think about doing something that you love. Think about doing something that you love. It could be anything, fishing, whatever it is. Okay, you have that in your head. I want you to think about a time you had fun if you're married or if you're dating someone or whatever. Think about a time you had fun with that person. Doing something really enjoyable that you both enjoyed. Think about that time and then realize, like, you probably already feel better. You ever feel lighter. It's hard to think about that person in a negative way when you put them in a positive light. And fun, the more, it's just those opportunities to do that. So, so the question is not, do I like fun, or did I at one time find my spouse enjoyable? Because you did, that's what you married them. Um, or is even fun is important to a good marriage? Those aren't questions, we know that, right? The answer is obvious. Yes, 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 those are all good, affirmative. But we all know the answer to that, but the question is, why does it, the fun stop in our marriage. We all chose to marry this person because we thought they were awesome. And then suddenly, and a lot of us are like, no, I don't hate my spouse. I love them, but I'm tired. 
right? You know, I'm just tired. I, I don't have a strategy to fix it. And so hopefully we can help with that today because I think there are three key ingredients to fun. And I will say this. Fun is not negotiable. None of you can say, I'm too busy for this. You've got to change your life. If you want your marriage to stay, if you're too busy to enjoy your spouse, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to adjust your life. You need to quit your job to save your marriage. You need to quit your job. Or you just need to realize you just have choosing your job over your spouse sometimes, whatever it is, but figure it out. And your kids, by the way, are not an excuse either. You can't, there's no amount of kids that are an excuse for figuring this out. Pay a babysitter, put them on the bed, set up a table downstairs. I don't know. Be creative. But we have to figure out a way to insert this into our marriages, and it's not an excuse. Three ingredients for fun are time, effort, and openness. Time, effort, and openness. So, so fun stops when we don't make time for it, right? That's the first reason. When we don't make time for fun, it stops. And so, as you know, like I said, adulting can be very hard. Um, it's challenging. There's a lot of stuff to do, and there's a lot of things that are unpleasant that we have to do and that are important to do and we need to do and we should do. But in the middle of all that craziness, we have to make time to make the main thing the main thing and we have to really um, insert a break. We don't, it doesn't just happen. You have to make time for it to happen. Fun happens in the margins, not between the lines. So like the lines of your life you have your date, your schedules, and your regiments, and all these things. But if you don't create margins, I mean, think about, I was, a, I was a drawer in school, and anybody do this? Notes, and then your margins are covered in doodles. And I, when I wrote that down, I was thinking of myself. And all these goofy pictures on my margins up and down the, all my notebooks, and all my boring notes in the middle. <laughs> and I was like, that was true of me. You know, I have a good time on the margins, and in the middle, I do my work. That's your marriage. You got to make the time to do it. You got to make the space to do it. Um, and like I said, we're not talking about hanging out with your kids. Like it doesn't count. I'm just, this is my opinion. If you don't agree with me, if every time you hang out with your spouse, your kids are there, you are not on a date. It doesn't count because this person, like just husband, I don't care what your wife says. Your wife wants you to ask her on a date. She doesn't want it. If she acts like she's okay, maybe she doesn't even know that she wants this. But women want to be desired. They want to be pursued. Women, your, your husband doesn't want to feel like an accessory. Like, I got what I wanted out of you. These three kids, I'm done with you now. Now they get my love. If your husband sees that you kiss your kids every day and you never kiss them or kiss him, that's bad. We got to fix that. And it only happens if you enjoy this person. It's, it's, it's not complicated. It is hard some, sometimes, but it's not complicated. And it really just comes with, I'm going to make time to do it. Let's just make time. Have a date night. Whatever that means for you, in your life, in your schedule, we have to make it work. And I know some of us have more challenges than others, by the way. So I'm sensitive to that. But I also know that you will be happier when your marriage is happier. So I want this for you. I really do. Second, fun, fun stops when we don't make an effort to have it. So obviously, like time is part of the effort, but one of the things I've seen time and time again is like think about when you were dating your spouse and, and you were noticing them, right? And you were like, you were always trying to, you were like, it was like a game, right? To, to figure out 
what they wanted and to give it to them before they asked. It's like, oh, I noticed they love that pink sweater. And you buy the pink sweater and you're still figuring it out and they're like, oh, actually, I didn't like that sweater. And you're like, but you had so much effort you would put in, right, to make this person impressed. You're always trying to impress them. You're always trying to notice them. And then that knowledge became part of your actions. A lot of people, they get married and they're done with that. They're like, oh, no, I, I learned everything I needed to know about you 10 years ago. I'm good now. Take some time. Observe your spouse. Pay attention to them. What do they love? How do I make them happy? Are they different? I'm sure they are than when you were dating. They don't just love the same stuff. If you've been buying her the same chocolate for 20 years, chances are she might not like that chocolate anymore. You might want to make a little adjustment. But I'm telling you, like, put in effort in your marriage and don't mail it in and don't be lazy. Your spouse deserves your best. They deserve your head space. They deserve your heart. They deserve you to put in enough effort to do something thoughtful for them. And that is on you. That is not on them to always communicate it. We're communicating with each other all the time without speaking. So it's, fun stops happening when we don't pay attention and we don't make an effort. The work of a fun maker is the work of active listening, true care, and concern. Are you an active listener? Are you trying to learn and understand your spouse? If you do, I promise you, you'll find a bunch of great ideas and ways to make them happy and to bring levity and joy into your marriage. Um, and it just takes listening. Last, fun stops when we build walls to stop it. This is like the most tragic reason, um, and there are some legitimate reasons, and some of you have had challenging marriages, things in your marriages that um, anybody would cause pause, and, and I'm sensitive to that because I know it's hard. But I'm telling us today, no matter where we've been in our past with our marriages, all of us would be better served to figure it out and work it out. And... Um, and we build walls, um, we don't want to have a good time with this person. And anything we can do to keep from having a good time is what we're going to do. So how do we know? Some of you are like, oh, I don't know. Have I done this? I don't know. Maybe all of us have done it in little ways, and we're just, it's little things. But first, we, do we avoid it? Do we avoid fun with this person? You know, if you avoid fun with your spouse, you might have built a wall. Second, do we have a long list of things our spouse needs to fix or make right before we have fun with them? You're just, you're not going to, you're going to make them pay. You're not going to laugh at that person's joke until they apologize for something they did eight years ago. And for some of you, that thing they did eight years ago was terrible. And you're right, they were wrong. But probably you're not going to get that apology until like you kind of learn to enjoy each other again. Last, do we reflect on offense to keep ourselves from becoming warm or loving to our spouse? Are we building pre-walls? Are we walking into every conversation, I'm, I'm not going to be light to this person. I'm not going to be warm with this person. I'm going to keep them on. I'm going to freeze this person out. That's the part that's on you. There's a lot of things your spouse needs to do, but you need to figure out, can I be the type of spouse that will let fun come back into my marriage? I'm all in favor of marriage counseling. It's great. Um, it's important, too. And some of you, even once you start having fun, still need to go to marriage counseling. And there's no shame in that. You need to just, I think more of us should be in marriage counseling. Um, just for maintenance purposes. 
So I don't think there's any shame in that. But I think a lot of us, our best first step would just to be to go on a date and enjoy each other rather than talk about all our problems and try to undig the past because we know what that's going to cause. You don't need any more fights. You just need to laugh. And a good marriage, happy couples know this, and they insert it, and they break up the monotony and the torture of life and the pain and all that with a good time from time to time. And they know good and bad is going to come, but what I'm always going to have is you. And we're going to enjoy each other. And that's great. And so I'd like us to think about this. How do we get the fun going? First, start listening again. Second, start laughing. Like, find things to laugh about. Just do it. Be silly. Third, stop talking about your problems. Just, if you got some problems in your marriage, and you've tried to talk it out, and it's not working, focus on something else for a little bit, which is your date night. Have a date night. I encourage you all, have a date night. Really quick, raise your hand if you try to maintain some kind of regular date night. Even if it's monthly, weekly, whatever, raise your hand. Really high. Great. A lot of people are doing this, and it's awesome. How many would say it's made a huge impact on your marriage? It's, it's big. Um, do this. I don't think it should be negotiable. I think this should be a thing everyone does. Figure it out. Um, last thing is pray. Pray for your spouse. Pray with your spouse, but pray for your spouse. Um, it's hard to hate anybody that you've prayed um, blessings over. It's tried hard to be cold for someone who you pray God's love over. It's hard to build up a wall that you said, God, open a door with my spouse. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that I would be connected to this person, that I would see things about them that I love and enjoy. So I want to do something really quick, and then we're going to close. If you're here with your spouse, I want you to stand up. And I want you to just I'm not going to give a bunch of instructions because honestly, I don't think I should. I want you to just turn your spouse, face them. And what I want you guys to do is just pray with each other really quick. Pray that you can have fun. Pray whatever you need to pray. If there's intense stuff, you can pray about it. If you just want to keep it light, do that. As you're praying, I'm gonna I wanna just close this, but if you're single here or you're not, your spouse isn't here, I want you to just look at these people and I want you to just these are people that need your prayer. These are people that need you to support them and lift them up. What an amazing thing that we have in our church, all these people that love each other and are married. Um, and so let's just keep those people in our prayers and and I I would pray for all of us this week that we would think about our relationships. Not just the married people, but just all of us. That we would look and say, God, how do I bring joy to this relationship? How can I make everyone happier and have a good time? How do I, how do I help everyone not think about the suffering in their life, but bring some joy? Um, so married couples, you have a homework assignment. You need to set a date night. If it's just, if this week doesn't work out, but I need you to talk to your spouse and say, okay, we need to figure this out. 
how do we make this work? If, it's, if you can't do weekly and that's too much for you, I would say rethink that and try to figure it out. But second of all, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever, figure it out and, and, and set a date night. And if you can do a date this week, that's your homework assignment. Go on a date. Go spend some time with your spouse, even if it's just an hour, even if you just run down to Chili's. There's, it doesn't need to be this big fancy thing. It's all about the intention of enjoying this person, whatever it takes. And so that's your homework this week. Um, I think that's a lot better than most things they make me do at the end of church. <sighs> you know, so you might actually have a really good time with that one. And, um, and, but it, guess what? It is spiritual. And so you can look at that person and be like, look, honey, we have to eat this cheesecake. It's God's will. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for tonight and this day and our spouses and, and marriage and for this amazing church. And we're grateful and we're trusting you that you have a plan for this community of people to bless our world and bless our neighbors. And so we're going to go do that. We're going to have amazing marriages this week. We're going to pour into them and love our spouses and bring some joy into them and realize you're with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.